When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Non-disclosure, nothing personal, word of the day, it is Thursday, June 16th, 2022, non-disclosure, don't disclose, do me a favor, whatever you saw, shh, whatever you heard, unhear, when anyone asks you what I did, I did nothing, when anyone asks you what you saw, you saw nothing. Non-disclosure agreements are done by people like Vince McMahon, like Jerry Jones, like Derek Jeter, and they say the following. The undersigned of this document has agreed in no way to disclose to any third party anything related to the following 10 events. List them all. In return because you have to have consideration. In return, you will get severance. In return, you will get, did you see the severance people? In return, you will get money, cash money, stock. I will pay you, the president's done that. I will pay you for your silence. Jerry Jones said to his, the mother of his daughter out of wedlock, who was the ticket agent or whatever she was, I will pay you money, put money in a trust, but shh. Vince McMahon was doing stuff with one of his paralegals and said, you know what? I shouldn't be doing this, but I like it. I'll give you $3 million. In return, you shall not disclose anything about our relationship. Nothing. In addition, I'd like you to stay quiet about all the other sexual misconduct and all the other crazy misogynistic stuff I've done on and off the air. What is it about non-disclosure agreements that bothers me? I've been thinking about it because I know what they are. I've never had to pay anyone. I've never had to have anyone sign a non-disclosure agreement. When you are the chairman of a company, when you are rich, famous, an actor, just a CEO, someone in the media, someone who has a social media presence, whatever the case may be, there's something that happens. And I've thought about this a lot and I figured out what it is. On this show, we've talked to you about sycophants, right? We've talked to you about surrounding yourself with people who just say yes to you, people who let you do whatever you want to do because they are infatuated with the aura of power, with the appearance of money and fame, with all of the trappings, with the yachts, with the trips, with, ever, with meeting important people who are not important, with meeting beautiful people 
doing crazy things in crazy countries and crazy cities. And there's something that happens when you are the ringleader, the P.T. Barnum of that. You feel as though you are invincible. And I've spent so much time talking to athletes about this, about invincibility and how wrong that is, that no one is invincible. There are no Clark Kent's. There are no Superman. There's no Batman. There's nothing. Those are all fictional characters. Everybody is subject to the rules of life. And the rules of life go something like this. Just when you think that nothing bad can happen to you, something bad will happen. Just when you think that you can do no wrong, someone will say you've done wrong. Just when you think you're the richest person, someone else will have more. So if you think that those are the three general principles other than death and taxes and you can't make someone love you, if you think that those are the general principles, then what is it about certain people who believe that those principles don't apply to them? And here's what it is. When you live your life a certain way and when you accomplish certain things in a certain industry, in a certain area, when you've got a level of intelligence that may not be book smart, but it's street smart, it may not be street smart, but it's book smart, you have this feeling that you know a secret that no one else knows. And the secret is that the rules don't apply. And our system that is developed here in the United States is a system that attempts to make the rules apply to everyone. Now, what's the number one system that the rules don't apply equally? The tax system, the criminal justice system. There are so many systems where the rules don't apply, but the general rule is that's what the system, a system is supposed to do. So then lawyers were invented and they said, listen, we need people to interpret what these laws are that we're doing. We're making people live under a set of laws. We've got to have a system in place where people can advocate for those who are wrongly accused, for those who are rightly accused. We have a right to an attorney. You have a right to effective assistance of counsel. Then these counsel people came up with something where they said, we're going to do something to drum up more business. We're going to have all sorts of agreements. We're going to do trust funds. Trusts are things where you can protect what you have and stop other people from getting it. We're going to make laws that happen when you run out of money, but you owe people money that if you had done something using lawyers, that you can get away without paying the people you owe and start all over. We're going to do something that when you buy a house, we're going to make sure that you have to hire us or else you cannot buy that house. So all of these hurdles were put in place. So lawyers came up with something called a non-disclosure agreement. And a non-disclosure agreement has been perfected over time. But what do you need to have a successful non-disclosure agreement? It's sad but true, folks. It's money. It's what we talk about on this show about business, about everything is related to money and people choose money. When we talk about Aaron Judge later, you're gonna hear me say it, people choose money. So picture a woman who has been assaulted by Vince McMahon or any number of other C-suite level people. You've got the cleaners, you've got the Harvey Keitels of the world, they go up to her and say, hey, 
you know, we know what happened, but we've got some money for you. It's going to be life-changing. A million dollars, a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, three million dollars. What are we talking here? We've already established that Demi Moore knows that she will have sex with Robert Redford. It's just a matter as how much money Redford has to pay. So we know it's just a matter of price for everybody. Now I'm going to get criticized. David, there are women who will not have sex for money. There are men who will not have sex for money. I'm not talking about just women versus men or women, period. I'm talking about the concept of price. Don't tell me something's not for sale. There's not one thing in this world that's not for sale. Not one thing. It's just a matter of what the price is. So I wonder what goes through someone's head when they put a price tag to the abuse they've suffered. And this happens with the gymnasts who are suing Nasser, the gymnasts who are suing the FBI, people who sue doctors, lawyers, other people for lack of ability to have a coital relationship. Well, that's worth 100 grand. Remember on a previous show, we said, if you never have sex anyway and you can't have sex because of an accident, you should be able to prove in court that the person you're paying doesn't have sex anyway, so they should get a $1.50, not a million dollars for lack of ability to have that relationship. I always thought that you should be able to prove fewer damages. That's like the people who go around when you hire a private detective to take pictures of the person in the neck brace who's actually playing basketball or flying around and playing golf, yet when there's people around in a settlement conference with an insurance company, they're wearing the neck brace saying, oh my God, I'm hurt, pay me my money. (laughs) People do anything to get paid. So I wonder what this woman was saying when she was approached with the non-disclosure agreement. Did she care that Vince McMahon does this all the time? No. There are people who know that they're part, it's like the, the Deshaun Watson plaintiffs, right? The 24 of them who have filed suit. What would happen if Deshaun Watson went to one of the women and said, I'm going to give you $10 million. But the only way that I'll give you the $10 million is if you get the other 23 women to drop their suits. What does she do? She takes the $10 million and she splits it up amongst the other 23 women, right? It's just price. covering behavior we shouldn't allow it should we or if you need to pay someone to cover up your activities don't you know that non-disclosure agreements have holes in them that it may be a non-disclosure agreement that's binding upon one person but not another and that if the other person talks about a subject they're untouchable. They, it's not a violation of the agreement. So this woman could have told her best friend or the best friend could have been around and said under oath, hey, I wasn't told, I just saw. Or the significant other of the person who got the $3 million, hey, I don't know what it was, but let me tell you, I had $3 million the day after my girlfriend came home crying from the office. I'm going to put two plus two together. So for all of these men who do all of these things, are they stupid and egomaniacal enough to think that it's never going to come out? Right now, the board that Vince McMahon in theory reports to, right, at the WWE, they're, they're figuring out what exactly Vince McMahon was doing with this woman, whether or not it was the key word consensual. 
That's the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp word that we heard a lot. That's the Deshaun Watson we hear a lot. Consensual. Wasn't it on yesterday's show, Coco, where we talked about the difference between and what that means to consent to something? Trevor Bauer, we hear that word a lot. She knew that I was going to hit her vagina, or she knew I was going to choke her out until she was going to be passed out. Robert Chambers, for crying out loud, tried to prove that back at Dorian's in New York in the 80s. Of course, Jennifer Levin was consenting to this sex where you get choked out, but you don't die. But right before you die, you feel really good. Therefore, we're good, right? That's what we teach our kids. I teach my son. No means no. Before you do anything in college or anything at camp or anything with a girl, you have got to make sure and be smart enough to know that a yes is a yes, a no is a no, and that the woman is in the condition to say no or say yes because she's not inebriated or high or whatever. The onus is on the aggressor, the initiator. What's the solution? I don't want to just present problems. What's the solution? I've got it. I want non-disclosure agreements to be ruled as unconstitutional. I want it to be fair game. When you are considered a public figure, when you make over $10 million a year, when you have a net worth over $10 million, you should not be able to be the signatory on a non-disclosure agreement. Now, I'm not talking about disclosing the formula of Coke versus Pepsi. I'm not talking about disclosing the nuclear codes if you're the president. I'm talking about disclosure that is married to disparagement. Business disclosure, I'm all in and I agree with. Personal non-disclosure for fear of embarrassment, You've already violated the rule, which is don't do anything that you're not willing to own up to when you read about it on Twitter or in the newspaper. You don't want to talk about what, what's it? I read yesterday, Coca Herschel Walker is a family values Trumpian or non-Trumpian, whatever he is, just totally, absolutely unqualified to run for Senate and t- family values like I'm Mr. Family Man. Okay, I'm in. Oh, yeah, I fathered a kid. You know, even Dwayne Wade fathered a kid while engaged to Gabrielle Union. It doesn't make me disrespect him. It doesn't make me think he's a worse basketball player or a worse father or a worse man. Things happen. Life happens. All of the rules that applied when our life expectancy was 30 should not still apply when our life expectancy is 77. Let me just say that as a side nugget. But if you do not allow non-disclosure agreements, there is a chance that behavior changes. And if it doesn't change, then there is the knowledge of the person who does it that, hey, this is absolutely going to go public. I'm probably only going to do this once because, my God, am I mortified. How do you address the men who don't get mortified when it becomes public? Maybe like the Donald Trumps and the Vince McMahons? You let it go. Just go full frozen, full Idina Menzel. Let it go. Non-disclosure agreements are going to continue because my solution's never going to happen because rich people will want to make sure that they can act and do whatever they want without consequence, with reckless indifference toward what 
shrapnel is spread through who, when. But you know what we can do on Nothing Personal? We can point it out and have you realize that when you are participating in the WWE, when you are paying money, when you are buying the pay-per-view, just know that you are subsidizing the lifestyle of a man who does very bad things to a lot of women. Vince, McNa- Vince McMahon, remember when he started the, uh, the XFL? And he had the, a commissioner who was Andrew Luck's father. This is a long time ago. Remember Wait to Seize when we tell you that we're going to revisit them? We don't forget about him. Well, Coca doesn't. On May 14th of 2020, this is right in the middle of COVID, when Oliver Luck was let go by the XFL, the commissioner of the XFL, and he sued Vince McMahon saying, give me my money. And Vince McMahon said, you sucked at your job. I'm not going to give you your money. And I said, this is going to settle. Well, just yesterday, over two years later, they had a settlement conference and ready They didn't settle. I don't lose the wait to see yet because they have nine days until trial. This wait to see officially disappears in nine days. Well, actually, ha, I got a new one, Koki, you forgot to point out during our prep. If they do go to trial and it settles before a verdict, that still counts. But two years later, it's still going for old Vince McMahon. We had another wait to see just on uh, two weeks ago with uh, the House Oversight Committee with the Washington Command Skins. They sent that letter saying, Dear Roger Goodell, Dear Daniel Snyder, please appear in front of our committee. And I said they will never appear short of a subpoena. Yesterday, Dan Snyder said, I've got a commanders-related business conflict. Sorry, I won't be there on June 22nd. Well, we know that Danny Boy doesn't run the business operations anymore. His wife, Tanya, does. So maybe he's doing something related to the foundation. Or maybe he's on his yacht in the Mediterranean. Far more likely. But there's no chance that Danny Boy was going to appear before this committee. That wait to see was a slam dunk. But Roger Goodell is going to appear. I lost that wait to see. Roger Goodell is going to have to answer questions. Why Roger Goodell and not Danny Snyder? Because if they happen to ask about financial improprieties with the command skins, if they happen to ask about the investigation or anything related to the Washington Red Anders, Roger Goodell will stand there and say the following. Mr. Goodell, can you tell me what you found regarding financial improprieties regarding the Washington Commanders? Well, thank you for asking, but I'm unable to answer that question because that is obviously we just found out and that is undergoing. So we don't know. What did you find out during the investigation into their front office and into all the misogynistic and sexual activities that took place, including but not limited to Daniel Snyder making a calendar of his cheerleading girls? Well, thank you for asking that. But we are actually bound by attorney-client privilege as it relates to that issue. Well, Mr. Goodell, are there any questions that you can answer regarding Daniel Snyder and his conduct? Well, I can talk about their performance on the field. I can talk about the fact that we fined him $10 million and we did it because we felt that 
we had enough evidence. Wait, what evidence? Well, Mary Jo White and the other investigators have given you all those documents. We have supplied you with 400. Are the cameras rolling? We have supplied you with over 450,000 emails that I know you've gone through. Not their aides went through it at best. I know that you've seen that we took immediate and swift action, including making sure that Daniel Snyder was not running his team anymore. Thank you so much, Mr. Goodell. This is going to be the this is going to be as toothless as the Gerber baby. I can't say the Gerber baby had no teeth when the Gerber baby was on the cover of the baby food jars. So I think let's do a different one, Coca. Four six nine. This will be as toothless. I can't. What's the kind of person like? Uh, what's the person called when they live in a place? and they have no teeth and they drink all day and they wear overalls i can't remember what that's called all right all right swipe that Eight sixty-nine eighty-one. this hearing that roger goodell is going to appear to will give you zero additional facts because roger goodell is paid by owners to make sure he will not tell you a thing and he won't Okay. Oh, we're going to take a break. After the break, we're going to review a movie. We're going to talk about Aaron Judge. But I want to mention that the movie that I'm going to review tomorrow, if you're looking to watch a movie, is the HBO Max documentary about Anthony Bourdain. It's called Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Coca told me to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to review it tomorrow. But today, when we come back, we're going to review a movie that was on my Twitter. Somebody at tweeted me, not even a DM, and I rented the movie and watched it yesterday at your request. We'll be right back. The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. From what you've seen so far, do you think they'll be a first-time winner of the NBA championship? If the Pacers, Clippers, Suns, Magic, Pelicans, or T-Wolves win, you win at plus 650. That's six teams to root for, six chances to win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SAMSON only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Gwen, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson. How you doing? Today is Thursday. Our word of the day was non-disclosure. You heard all those commercials now. Please go on to Twitter. Follow me at David P. Sampson. Watch the TikTok videos that Coca does on the Nothing Personal TikTok, Instagram, everything that we're trying to do because you're supposed to do it because 
in addition to telling your friends about nothing personal, we're just going to keep going every day. Tomorrow you're going to see I'm not going to be here, but I'm still doing a show. It'll just look a little different. So someone did something that doesn't often happen. I get movie suggestions given by you in my DMs, and I try to look at them. Every once in a while, there's a tweet, but this one was different. Somebody named John Baker, I don't know if you're out there listening, (laughs) this is what happened. John Baker tweeted at me and said, please watch a movie called Swap Me Baby because I know the director, Caden Butera. I thought it was John Baker, our former player who caught for us with the Marlins, who I follow on Twitter, who follows me on Twitter, who I've been in touch with. And when I don't wear, this is what happened, Coca. So I was watching something yesterday. I was watching more episodes of This Is Us, which I can't stop. And then when I, I occasionally will look at the phone as I'm working on the show while I'm watching the movie, and I keep my glasses near me because I have reading glasses because I'm old. They're 1.5s, Walgreens or, or Amazon, $8 glasses. I have l- literally 30 pairs that are in every room of every place I've ever been. When I travel, I bring five pairs. If I lose my I lose my, I don't care. But I try to pretend I'm not old. So sometimes I'll look at the phone and I'll respond without putting on my glasses. This is not drunk texting. This is not high texting. This is blind texting. Not smart, but once in a while I do it. So I don't put my glasses on. I see a big thumbnail of a movie for $6.99 on Amazon called Swap Me Baby. John Baker saying, do you mind watching this? At David Sampson, would you watch this? I know the director. I immediately bought it and watched it. And then upon completing the movie, about to text John Baker, saying, thank you, I enjoyed watching that movie, I appreciate that you were listening and watching and paying attention to nothing personal. It was not the player. I can't believe there's another John Baker, but there is. Swap Me Baby is a movie that's like 13 going on 30, it's like All of Me with Steve Martin. It's a movie like, uh, oh, Coca, Alec Baldwin, Meg Ryan, Prelude to a Kiss. Side note on Prelude to a Kiss. It was a play, then a movie. I absolutely loved it. No one liked this movie with Alec Baldwin and Meg Ryan, but I did. There's an old man in the movie. Meg Ryan becomes the old man. The old man becomes Meg Ryan. The old man gives advice at the end when the swap goes back and they go back to who they were and says, take my advice, floss. So during my daughter's bat mitzvah, I'm giving a toast. I've had about a few drinks. I'm feeling a little funny. And my daughter, when you're in middle school, it is a nightmare. When you're the daughter of David Sampson, it's a triple nightmare because you're being made fun of, because your dad is the worst executive ever, and boys are pretending to like you when they don't because they want to meet players, they want to be players. It's a total nightmare. So during the bat mitzvah, I give a toast. She's 13 years old. This is 2008, right? We had done at least a fire sale. We had won a World Series, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I get up there and I say, I love you. I, I, I want you to have a great life. Meanwhile, she's the one who just got married. And keep in mind, if there's one thing you learned from me, and now I look back and I realize it may be the only thing she learned from me, floss. 
to this day, she's despondent that I put that in the toast. Like, Daddy, when you do your toast, and you've got 45 seconds to do your wedding toast, when you do your toast, don't tell people to floss. My response always is, why not? You only have one set of teeth. Why would you not floss? How would you not take care of the only thing that you cannot replace? Anyway. So Swap Me Baby is about a woman who's pregnant and she got pregnant by a male gigolo. That's the premise to the story. And she's trying to figure out what to do and wants to make him into a good parent, but he's a gigolo. And he plays the part of sort of a gigolo with a French accent, which is ridiculous. But then they have this weird swap. They go to this magical place. The majority of the movie takes place when they're on mushrooms. It's an 80-minute movie or 81-minute movie. Very short. I'd never heard of anyone in the movie. There's like four characters total in the movie. In the beginning, for the first 40 minutes, I was saying, God, this is just an old topic, and they're doing it in a way that I'm not, I'm not into it. And then the last 40 come. The redemption 40, I call them. I'd rather you not pay $6.99, though, to Caden Buteri. You may want, he may want you to pay the $6.99, and John Baker may want you to want to pay the money to help his friend. Wait till it's like $2.99. But still, it is worth it to watch Swap Me Baby. You will be shocked that you will be interested in what happens with these characters because it's some crazy stuff that you don't often see. It's got a tiny bit of look who's talking. There's just a whole lot going on. And any time you've got magical mushrooms without a soundtrack, because, of course, in a low-budget movie like that, you're not going to get, you know, the Magical Mystery Tour playing in the background. But you do get a bit of animation. You get a little bit of what it's like to be on mushrooms, a little bit of what it's like to hallucinate. You have to suspend disbelief for a moment to believe that you could actually swap from a pregnant woman into a gigolo man. I'm in. I appreciate the suggestion. Swap me, baby. Now... There's about 29 teams who are calling the Yankees, and they're saying, hey, baby, you want to swap? Because we'd like to get our hands on Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, before the season started, was offered a contract extension to spend his career with the Yankees, and he turned it down. We've talked about Aaron Judge on the show. We've talked about it on CBS Sports HQ. We've talked about what players like to do when they bet on themselves. I like hearing that from players. I want players to bet on themselves. I'm in. If you do it, you're going to get paid. If you don't do it, you're not going to get paid. It is the great equalizer to the concept of guaranteed contracts. People who say, I want to go year to year, and if I get it done, I'm going to want to get paid commensurate to my accomplishment. But there's one thing that players can't do no matter how good their season is. They can't go full share. If I could turn back time, Aaron Judge is going to be 31 as a free agent. That's not young. As a matter of fact, when you're 31, you're looking at getting six years. Aaron Judge was offered seven years, which is really six years because he was offered before the year started, right? So don't be don't fall for the seven-year offer the Yankees made as though they were offering him seven years of free agency. They were offering him one-year final year arbitration plus six. The Yankees are not going to go to seven years. And he turned down over $30 million a year because he said, I can do better. 
He's now hitting 313. He's on pace to hit 940 home runs this season. He's going to drive in about 920 runs with those 949 home runs. He is slugging. He's hitting leadoff. He's hitting second. The Yankees are a juggernaut. They've won over 40 games. They're 60 games in. Everything's coming up roses. Are the Yankees going to increase that offer? If I'm the New York Yankees, I'm approaching Aaron Judge with the following. We're going to go five years, but we're going to go up to $250 million. We'll give you $50 million a year for five years. The chance of Aaron Judge being Aaron Judge for six seasons, not good. There are very few. Studies are done inside baseball for 35-year-old sluggers and what they accomplish. 35-year-old pitchers and what they accomplish. But what about another team? And there's been rumors everywhere about the San Francisco Giants or even the Chicago Cubs or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. All of these teams are seduced by the possibility of one of the great available free agents, especially because this day and age, so many players are signing extensions with their own team, like Jose Ramirez did with the Guardians. So rare, Mookie Betts gets traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers and immediately signs with the Dodgers, even before free agency. Francisco Lindor gets traded from the Guardians to the Mets, immediately signs before free agency. The reason why players do that is that they feel as though they have hit the maximum. There's not another dollar. The opposite of that is a Freddie Freeman type who goes to free agency, has won a World Series. He feels as though he deserves a certain number of years. He wants to get it from his team thinking he's got the leverage that his team is going to pay to keep him because they're World Series champions. And now look at the Braves. Yeah, they're five games or four games behind the Mets. They've won, I think, a Baker's dozen in a row. Did they win their 14th in a row yesterday? They've either won 13 or 14 in a row. They replaced him with Matt Olson, who they signed to a deal. When are players going to realize that they are fungible? Totally. We never like to admit that as executives. When we, when we sit... Bless me. When they sit with players in the clubhouse and they socialize with them off the field or talk to them during the course of a game... You want to make your players think that without them, your team is nothing. We can't live without you. We don't want you to be anywhere else. We want you to be with us forever. But that's not what we're really thinking. What we're actually thinking is that we want you to be with us if we get the better of the deal for you to stay with us. Is that bad? Does that make me a bad person? Do you think that your boss doesn't do the same thing to you? Oh, I love socializing with you. Oh, I love what you bring to this office. I love everything you do. But let me tell you something. If you make demands that outstrip your benefits, you're not going to be loved anymore. And the whole social life that you have around your work and around the people you work with, it's not real. Those aren't your real friends. Your boss isn't your friend. 
because your boss has an ulterior motive. And the ulterior motive is to do what's right for his company. The Yankees, of course, want Aaron Judge to stay. But not enough that they are going to sacrifice long-term winning. But another owner may come in and say, hey, I'm not going to worry about seven years from now because we're going to get the benefit of having Aaron Judge right now. He's going to get us that World Series. If I'm the owner of the San Francisco Giants, there's no way I'm getting Aaron Judge. They've already won a bunch of World Series. Don't put yourself in a position where you're allocating money to a guy who's never even played in more than 120 games in a year. Though this year he's on pace to play 160 out of 162 or 158 out of 162. We'll see if that continues. This is a 60-game stretch. All of the hyperbole that owners and fans do when they see a player have a 60-game stretch the way Aaron Judge is doing, it is up to the GM and the president to tell the owner to stop, drop, and roll. Because anything can happen in a 60-game stretch, and you cannot extrapolate that 60-game stretch to 162 games. I promise you that the teams who have these great 60-game stretches— you got to repeat that one and a half more times, one and two thirds more times specifically. Maybe one team will do it, maybe two, and that's it. Aaron Judge will not beat six years at an annual value of $33 million by very much. But he will beat it if he's willing to go five years. So that's what you should be looking for when he gets into free agency. And when a player hits 65 home runs and breaks Roger Maris' record, but not Mark McGuire's, but close enough because that's the real record, or beats the Yankees' record, which is still Roger Maris, at 61 home runs, which, of course, he's on pace to do, that doesn't make the Steinbrenner family or Brian Cashman say, you know what, here's a blank check. We're going to go full Andre Dawson, a blank contract. Put whatever you want in it. You want seven years at $50 million a year, $350 million to beat Lindor to be the highest paid player in New York? In. You got it. NGTH, folks, not going to happen. All right, nothing personal pick of the day. When a National Hockey League team goes, a National Hockey League game goes to overtime. Oh, it's not McGuire. You're right, Coke. It's Bonds. Did McGuire ever have the home run record? And then Bonds beat it? Did McGuire have it during the 1998 Sosa year with 65 and then Bonds beat it? I sort of forget that Bonds has the home run record. Sorry, Barry. How come you're not taking my calls, Barry? We had such a good thing going when you were here in Miami. Just you and I. Just you and I. All right. The Tampa Lightning lost to the Colorado Avalanche. We are now 71 and 56. When a game goes to overtime, do you agree if you're an odds maker and you're betting that in overtime, is it not a straight 50-50? Well, we lost. The Avalanche are good. 71 and 56, Avalanche lead 1-0. I will go to the grave. And I don't know where that'll be. I had, someone gave me a great idea yesterday. My cousin did. My cousin, who I wrote totally off the subject, Coco, I'm very sorry. But my, I was talking about because of the unveiling I went to for my father and sister. My kids want me to tell them this is going to be 
sort of business and sort of personal. My kids say, listen, if you die, like get hit by a bus tomorrow, I have no idea what you want. Where do you want to be buried? What do you want to, are you going to tell us? And I'm so scared of death, I, I don't even want to think about it, that I've not decided, you know, my mother says, hey, we've got a family plot over here. My father says, well, not anymore because he's dead, but when he was alive, hey, we've got a family plot over here. Do you want to lie in eternal rest next to me? I don't want to stay anywhere eternally. I've got like sh- speckles in my genetic Come on, Mike Myers, what do I have? Spilkus in my genetic which is otherwise commonly known as ADD, right? I don't want to stay anywhere forever. And by the way, to travel, to make your kids and grandkids go to a place that's a pain in the neck to go to, just to cry and be miserable. We came up with an idea, my cousin and I, my cousin who co-wrote a play with me that we did, a one-act play that we did about 10 years ago called Do I Do? How about the concept of a destination funeral? It's brilliant. Destination weddings are like, hey, let's go to a cool place. You can watch us get married. Why can't we go to a cool place and watch you get buried? Oh, because you want to be in a convenient place to get visited by your family? No one freaking visits anyway. Vegas, baby. I think I want to be buried in Las Vegas. And everyone has to come. It'll be part of the will, like on my dime. I'll pay for everyone to go to Vegas and have a weekend of total debauchery and firing in my... Firing? Not partying, not firing, in my honor in Vegas. Coca, you want to come to Vegas to have dirt put on me? Are we still going to be doing the show like the day before I die when I'm 120 years old? Coca, what did we talk about yesterday? I can't hear you. Well, before we get to that, a destination funeral. We played on the Levitard show, Would You Go to His Funeral?, If it's in a cool place and you can make a weekend out of it, of course you're going to do it. I got to ask Levitard. Put it on the poll, Coca. Oh, that's right. We don't do that. Would you go to Samson's funeral if it's a weekend in Vegas with your wife? With only one obligatory activity, by the way. And that's going to a nightclub to dance. Tonight is game six of the NBA Finals. Someone said on Twitter, why don't they call it the NBA final, like the Stanley Cup final? Why isn't it the NBA final? I guess it could be the seven-game final. We're in game six. We are in Boston at the TD Ameritrade Garden. The Celtics are favored by four points over the Warriors. Steve Kerr said to his team, we're not taking Boston with us when we fly home. We're taking Larry O'Brien. Larry O'Brien is the trophy. So they're taking the trophy back, which means they're going to win. All right. Celtics minus four. This series is going seven, and you're going to have to watch it on Sunday because it's not till Sunday. So we have two more days off in between. But I had to wait to see that Steph Curry's going to have four three-pointers today. But the Celtics minus four over the Warriors. Okay. Coca, can we do a quick so you want to talk to Samson? We got five minutes left, but I really do want to cover this. Do you mind? If you don't play the music, I know that you mind, but I can't hear you. We can also, God, I can talk about the Astros. We haven't talked about Steve Cohn. Tell me, what do you want me to talk about? Or do you want me to just stop the show because you're so absolutely crazed about the fact that I want to do a destination funeral? You know what I want? (laughs) I want to talk to Samson. (laughs) 
Thank you, Coca. We're going to go a minute over. So you want to talk to Samson. God, I love doing this show with you. There's a movie called Half-Baked. Get baked. Watch the movie. There's a character named Samson. Get into my Twitter. David P. Samson Ask me a question, and I want to answer it. Hello, David. Did you ever have a player ask you about your promotional calendar before signing with you? Simple question. Love the topic. There is a closer for the Chicago White Sox. His name is Liam Hendricks. It came out yesterday that before he signed with the White Sox, he said to them, hey, I got a question. Do you do a pride night? Pride night is where what the Tampa Bay Rays, those five players didn't want to wear their jersey, which is their right to do, but that no one should have worn it because it created this entire cluster, which has led to them losing games to the Yankees. That's what people want to say, but of course it hasn't. So you've got that situation where some players react to what exists on the promotional calendar. Pride night, I guess, is a big deal. I don't understand why, right? Is it any different than Hispanic Heritage Night or Colombian Heritage Night or Cuban Heritage Night or Jewish Heritage Night? All the Heritage Nights are, wait for it, it's to sell tickets. When we do our promotional calendar, we are choosing games where we are going to hard sell that community, where we split up our ticket sales people and say, hey, call every Colombian you know and get them to sit in the following three sections. We're going to give them vuvuzelas. We're going to give them flags. We're going to give them bells, ding-dongs, and we're going to have them come to a game where otherwise people won't come and they're going to pay $7 and the average ticket price is going to stink and it's not going to be enough revenue to cover Miguel Rojas's one-year deal. But that said, we're going to have a promotional calendar and it's going to be awesome. Pride, find everybody in the LGBTQ community and say this is going to be our game. Pride night. Now, owners, some of whom absolutely do not approve or agree with the possibility that anyone could be anything other than totally heterosexual with a dose of cheating, of course. But that said, the owners are told, hey, you got to do this, right? We've got to at least pretend that we're not racist. So Liam Hendricks says, I will only sign with a team who's doing a pride night. And then he said it wasn't a demand. It was a simple question. In all of the years, 18 of them, Coca, not one player asked me about our promotional calendar. We had a player ask, am I going to get a bobblehead? But not before signing a free agent deal because they knew once you do a Julian Tavares bobblehead, pretty much everyone thinks they're getting a bobblehead. I get it, right? That's us. We did like our starting rotation when we had just traded for Julian Tavares because we had traded away Alfon and Clement. For those of you who are old, go back to 2002. For those of you who are young, we made that trade before even stepping foot into Vieira for the one year we did spring training there. And we said, here's what we'll do. This is a perfect plan to get people to love this great rotation that we have. Julian Tavares, you've got a bobblehead. You've got a bobblehead. You've got a bobblehead. But a group sales night? Never been asked about that in advance in my life. The only question that I'm ever asked is, I'm sorry, how many years are you offering? I'm sorry, what was the total amount of guaranteed money? Wait, you're saying that I can't play racquetball or go water skin or play basketball? Liam Hendricks did something because he said it's something that I've believed in. The biggest thing is making sure that hopefully it starts more of a trend of other people willing to do it. What he means to say, and I love that you did this, Hendricks, 
you're talking about tolerance. But guess what your team was talking about? Business. This is nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.